friends. Welcome to the Oracle of Light podcast. I am your host, Shauna DeMellon. For those of you who don't know me, who are new to the podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am a transformational medium and a life coach. I'm also a Reiki master teacher and a sacred geometry junkie. I have a private practice in Calgary, Alberta, and I also teach and facilitate classes. This Halloween is very exciting. I am hosting a seance, a socially distanced seance, if you will, here in my home. If that interests you, uh, do reach out. You can check it out on the website at livealifeyoulove.org. Halloween. Oh my goodness. October is my favorite month. Fall is my favorite time of year. So September starts to roll around and it's just, you know, here in Calgary, it was absolutely magical. The explosion of color as the leaves were changing and shifting and it was Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. We were we were blessed with such incredible weather and it was absolutely amazing. And then again, October 1st, I start bringing out skeletons and start decorating the house. <laughs> it gets to be so, so exciting. And it's not for everyone. You know, it's, it's funny. I joke with people that I have more Halloween decorations in the basement than I do Christmas decorations. Christmas, it has its own unique flavor. I love the lights and the cookies and I love giving and I love spending time with family and friends. I love all of those things. But for me, October is magic. It's magic. It's potent. It's spooky. It can be a little scary. And it just brings everything uh, from my mediumship right up into the forefront. And I absolutely love it. And so in this podcast, we are going to explore everything around the idea of spirit activity and what that looks like at Halloween. And it's so fantastic. So fantastic. The spirit realm is much more active on the physical plane around Halloween. And the veil between those worlds is thin at this time. And so people have reached out to me with so many different experiences and, and people are picking up so many different things. I mean, yes, we have so much going on uh, on the world consciousness level. There's so much that's going on. We've got the elections that are coming up and we've got Black Lives Matter and we are still dealing with the pandemic, uh, the chaos, the uncertainty. Um, you know, we have, uh, you know, the, the numbers here in Calgary have gone up a little bit. You know, they're, they're saying it's from Thanksgiving get-togethers. Um, you know, people are, are starting to really question, you know, should we be wearing masks? Maybe we shouldn't be wearing masks. Okay, we're going to wear masks. And so there's so much going on right now in the collective consciousness that as intuitive people, we are picking up on. And you would take all of that and then the veil between the physical and the non-physical is thinner. We are picking up on so much more right now. So much more spirit activity. Plus, we have a big full moon this Halloween. I believe it's been 40. 
40, 44 years since the last full moon on Halloween. So that brings energies and potentials that are absolutely incredible. As part of the seance, we are going to bring through a couple of notorious murderers for everyone to experience. And we're also going to do an energy releasing ceremony that night just to release energies that need to go, have to go, want to go, and just clear whatever that is. It's, it's an incredibly auspicious night, an incredibly auspicious time. And something that I've, I've probably been asked <laughs> at least three dozen times, I think in the last week, is are ghosts more active around Halloween? And as I mentioned earlier, the thin veil means that the curtain between the world of spirit and the physical world is more see-through than in previous months. And it's an exciting time as, as intuitive people, as, you know, I like to explain that to people, you know, everyone has intuitive abilities. We all have an inner GPS guidance system, whether we choose to navigate our world with it, whether we choose to tune into it or not, we all have that sixth sense, that gut sense, you know, oh, you know what? I, I knew to leave five minutes early this morning. Wow. Look at that. There was a big, there was a big accident and I, I was able to, uh, to change my direction and and not be there when that happened. Wow. I knew uh, when the phone rang that it was going to be, you know, my brother calling. Wow. And it was him. Amazing. Huh. Interesting. So we all have intuitive gifts and abilities and our spiritual gifts are the way that spirit communicates with us. And that being said, with the veil being thinner, we are that much more aware of spirit activity around us. And I'm, I'm willing to bet that if you have found my podcast, that you have a natural gift and capacity with mediumship. Not to say that you would be a medium offering readings. You could, absolutely. But that you are very much aware of the spirit world. And... I have spoken about this in several other podcasts. The spirit world to me, mediumship to me, isn't just crossed over loved ones. Mediumship to me is connecting with spirit. So that can be angels, archangels, our guardian angels. Yes, our crossed over loved ones, spirit guides, guides that we haven't met in this incarnation, our lost pets. Uh, we have spirit animals. We have so many benevolent beings and energies that are literally waiting in the wings to come into our world. So when I look at mediumship, it is a plethora of options. Let me tell you, it isn't just lost loved ones. It literally opens up to an entire world of non-physical energies. And I always explain to people that my world is very much like the movie Doctor Strange if you've seen that. So energetically, I see energies around people. Energetically, I see lost loved ones walking amongst us. Energetically, I see different energies and beings that are here amongst us. I always joke and I say, you know, it's, it's more like the movie Men in Black. <laughs> there are so many other different energies <laughs> hanging around. 
And, you know, it is what it is. One of the teachers I worked with years ago, she said there are more non-physical energies on the body, on, on the planet, more non-physical energies on the planet than there are physical bodies. So if you just think about that for a moment, you know, I mean, it's, it's so fantastic from my perspective because I connect with and communicate with all of those non-physical energies. And so ghosts... I like to explain to people what a ghost typically is. If you've seen the movie Ghost, it it's usually homework I give to my uh, mediumship, um, my mediumship students because it depicts the spirit world so beautifully from my perspective. From when the light opens up, you know, after Patrick Swayze's character Sam is killed. He is out of his physical body. His soul has come out of his physical body, his soul, his spirit. And he looks up at the light and he looks back and he chooses not to go to the light. And the light closes. And I've seen this thousands and thousands of times as I've done space clearings and I've crossed energies back over to the light. The light was gone and he becomes what we refer to as earthbound. So he is earthbound, still connected to his life here in the physical for whatever reason. And that could be, again, a myriad of reasons. He didn't realize he was dead or he was still connected to his life. He had uh, certain things that he wasn't, hadn't accomplished yet. He wasn't complete with certain things. Perhaps he was waiting for his loved ones. There can be so many different reasons as to why, um, why a spirit will become earthbound. And when a spirit is earthbound, they do not have access to the universal energies. It's like they're in this, um, it's like they're in this meantime. They're not here in the physical, yet they're not where they're meant to go in, you can refer to it as universal energies, um, heaven, the hereafter, the other side, whatever that looks like for you. They haven't gone to that place, that destination, if you will. And that's typically what a ghost is, is an earthbound spirit. And when I first started doing readings years ago, I used to be terrified of them because I didn't understand. Some of them can be a little snarky. Some of them can be, you know, downright rude and spicy. I've had them swearing at me. I've had them yelling at me, calling me all sorts of different names because I wouldn't clear them. I wouldn't help them. I've experienced all of it. And... What I like to explain to people is that when we are aware of spirit, A, we are aware of spirit, B, the veil is thin right now, we're going to experience that much more. It's like everything is heightened. All of our gifts are heightened. All of the awareness that we have of spirit, of different energies, that is all heightened. I had a client last week and she said to me, you know, there are certain times during the day, it literally feels like a gust of wind beside me or around me, behind me. And she said, I'm sitting in in my office working and there isn't an air vent above me. She said, my logical mind went through, you know, what could that have been? And she said, it happened about four or five times throughout the day. And I just said to her, "Um, who is the gentleman that crossed recently? And she said, ah, that was my uncle. I said, yes, exactly. And so then she cried and she just, in that moment was able to capture 
that she was aware of spirit and experiencing spirit in that way. So if you experience temperature changes in the room, right now as I'm recording the podcast, my hands are ice cold, my feet are ice cold, I feel like I could, you know, I need to turn the heat on or go sit by the fireplace. I am absolutely frozen because as I'm in this energy, I've welcomed all of these different spirits, all of these different energies in to assist. And that is what I physically experience. And it's interesting because often other times when there are different energies around, you know, for example, if there are lots of energies that are earthbound, if there are lots of energies that are perhaps not benevolent, not a contribution, I will heat up. And so I will get heat up. I will get flushed. You know, some people laugh and like, oh, well, you're, you're going to go through menopause soon. You're having a, a, <laughs> having a hot flash. No, I am not having a hot flash. I'm fine. But no, I will literally start to heat up. When I run Reiki energy, I start to heat up. And so it's your body will respond differently to the different energies that are around you. And so are the ghosts more active around Halloween? Sure. I mean, you know, if you go to any of the known haunted places in and around Calgary, there is more spirit activity there. There is. They love to be acknowledged. These energies, it's like they have a job. I remember the first time I went to, um, there's a, uh, a park here, a historical park here in Calgary called Heritage Park. And the first time I went there and I went to the Prince House, uh, I could see that it was full of spirit. And I got really emotional. I was like, oh my gosh, why are they here? We need to cross them over. What, what's going on? And one of my teachers, she looked at me, she said, no, they have a job. There may be, out of 30 spirits, there may be two that would actually like to cross over, but those two vacancies will be filled up right away. And I just, I sat there and I thought, what? Because they have a job. So again, energies become earthbound for different reasons. They have a job. They are still attached to their life here. They don't realize they're dead. Oftentimes um, with a tragic death or if there's alcohol or drugs involved, that soul, that spirit, they don't realize that they've died. So they don't go to the light and they, again, become earthbound. And so it's, it's twofold. Are the ghosts more active around Halloween? Sure. And they know that they're going to, you know, maybe scare somebody or that someone is aware of them. So they're getting that acknowledgement that they like <laughs> and they're feeding on the energy you know, and a lot of earthbound spirits like to hang out in bars. They like to hang out in places that have a denser energy because they're feeding off those lower vibrations and those lower frequencies. You know, people always laugh at me. You know, well, geez, why don't you drink? Are you, are, you know, why don't you come have a drink with us? And yes, when I was in my 20s, my, you know, my teen years and my 20s, I joke and I say, you know, I pickled my liver. You know, my, my dad's a new fee. So yeah, you know, the big joke is, <laughs> you know, we would double fist what was at Long Island iced tea and we had a really great time, let me tell you. And then through the years with the work that I do, I just, I, I have a sip of red wine maybe a few times a year and that's it. I'm done. I can feel it instantly. And I always joke with people and I tell them, you know, if I'm going to numb, numb myself out, it will be on chocolate. You should have seen me when I first saw the first chocolate fountain hole. I put down my plate of eggs and it was like, wow. I am eating chocolate for breakfast. <laughs> and I felt sick for a few days after, but it was so worth it. It was so worth it. So if 
someone has died and they perhaps had an addiction, they were, you know, they had a drug addiction or, um, you know, alcoholism, when they become earthbound, they are attracted to those energies. They're like, like energies because it's, it's like they're feeding off that energy. So, you know, if someone was, was a drug user and they died and they've become earthbound, they will typically be around people that are, that are using drugs because it's, it's an energy that they're familiar with. And so everything that this is bringing up and letting down for everybody, there's a lot of fear that's coming up around ghosts and, and seeing things and experiencing things. We just want to destroy and delete all that across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, and realities. And that blurb that I just said is a clearing statement. So the beauty with a clearing statement is that it just energetically goes back to where the original thought or idea was, was planted, so to speak. It's like a seed and it removes it so the energy can just start to flow again. And, you know, it's, I've shared this on many episodes. When I was growing up as a little girl, I thought everyone saw what I saw. I saw, I called them the see-through people. I saw see-through people. I saw angels. I saw, oh, demonic energies. I saw everything. And, um, you know, it was a capacity that I, you know, just literally started to shut down because I wanted to have someone to have lunch with. I wanted to feel like I fit in, like I belonged. And, um, you know, over the years, you know, it, it took me uh, a little while to understand that, you know, anxiety and the panic I felt and not being able to sleep at night, it was spirit activity. And so once I understood that and really started to master it and understand it, it doesn't impact me like that anymore. Something else that I've been asked recently is, is my house haunted? I've done so many space clearings and I love, love I love doing ghost busting, you know, nine times out of 10 when I'm called to do a space clearing, you know, there are different noises or doorbells ringing that don't exist. Um, you know, toys are activated through the night and they don't have batteries in them. That was a good one. Um, you know, children are not able to sleep. Children are talking about different people in the house. Um, usually when there's a sleep disturbance, that's nine times out of 10, there's an earthbound spirit. Um, you know, animals can act funky, animals see spirit. My cat Midnight, he, I'll know when there's someone in the house, there's a spirit in the house because he's, he's tracking them, which is absolutely fantastic. Many people experience, you know, strange happenings in their home year round, but spirit can really turn up the volume around Halloween. And as mentioned before, the veil is thin. And then we've got Halloween and people are kind of thinking of spooky, crazy stuff. You know, are we getting together with our friends? Are we dressing up? Like, what are we doing? And, and you know, there are all of these scary movies on. I think we watched, what did we watch last night? We watched Scream. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. We've got Practical Magic too. We've got, we've got to watch that. And I don't go into the really spooky stuff. I mean, I... I did go to watch Halloween when they remade it. It was a couple of years ago. I did go to the theater to watch that because I, that, that was just epic. That was just, I had to go and see that. That was amazing. And yes, I hid <laughs> during, I mean, as a psychic, it doesn't take a psychic to know that when that music starts playing, then someone is going to die. <laughs> so I'm hiding, you know, everyone's laughing at me like, just stop it. As I mean, I choose to watch more lighthearted entertainment. And yes, I very much play in the paranormal arenas. I clear energies. I work with all sorts of energies. The full spectrum of energy is what I work with and experience. 
but I choose to watch more more lighthearted entertainment. Even movies, I, I just, I can't watch movies that are really gory, that are really violent. I just, that's just not my thing. It's just not my thing. Um, but again, if you are wondering if your house is haunted, chances are there's an energy that needs to be cleared. And I like to explain this to people. If you've ever watched Charlie Brown, there's a little character named Pigpen. And Pigpen walks around with this little dust of cloud that kind of follows him. That dust of cloud is what I see when I go into other people's homes. That dust of cloud is just energy that is stagnant, that it hasn't fully cleared. I usually see it in corners. It gets, you know, it's in the closet. It's under furniture. It just sort of lingers. That energy can be from, it could be from a death, a divorce, arguments, if someone has been ill, any sort of mental illness, um, any sort of um, exasperated stress, those energies, it's like, it's like it's off-gassing from our energy field. It's just releasing. And if it's not cleared away, it'll just stay stuck and stay stagnant. And now if you imagine, you know, how many people have lived in a certain house. You know, for example, we used to have a little house in gold and that house was... Oh, I want to say it was 98 years old. It was almost 100 years old. And if you think about how many families lived in that house, how many celebrations were in that house, how many, um, you know, construction people worked on the house and, and how many people visited the house. And, you know, perhaps there were deaths in the house. Um, maybe people were ill in that house. If you think of all of the people that were in that house all of that energy leaves an imprint. It leaves like a fingerprint. It leaves an energetic fingerprint. And so I remember the first time we went out to the house, I just stood there and it was like, oh, it just felt like walking into a really dense, dense energy. It just felt heavy. And it was just, it almost felt like everything had slowed down because there was so much accumulated energy. So that's what happens in our house as well. That We have all this energy that's accumulated and it hasn't been cleared. And then there's probably an earthbound spirit or two kicking around, or your own loved ones are coming in to say hello and you haven't quite been able to identify them yet. And so yes, again, your gifts and abilities are heightened at this time because the veil is thin and we are picking up on and aware of more non-physical energies at this time. And so it's really important to clear the energy in your home really important. I, you know, I must have been a pyro in a past life because I absolutely love burning things. I always have candles lit and I love, love, love Pelo Santo. Um, it's from, uh, it's from Peru. It's an ancient, it's an ancient wood that is, um, the energy that is infused is, is, uh, it's incredibly, um, incredibly purifying. That's, that's the best way I can describe it. Um, you know, years ago, uh, I worked at a center here in Calgary and I was known affectionately as the cleaner. Shauna, there's something attached to this woman. Can you come and release it? So I'd go in and yep. And then we get the Palo Santo going. <laughs> and, oh, Shauna, there's, there's something left in my room. Can you come and clear it? Yep. And we get the Palo Santo going. So if you're feeling like you're the energy in your home, 
could use a little bit of a refresh, then it's it's just as simple as doing a clearing, doing a smudging. Um, you know, it's burning Palo Santo with the intention that anything that needs to go, has to go, wants to go is cleared. You can use different prayers, different techniques. If there's something specific you're looking for, you can send me an email, shauna at livealifeyoulove.org. Um, you know, there are different prayers and techniques that, that you can use. It's really all about your intention. And if you set that intention that everything that is not 100% of the light, that is not for your highest and best good, for your family's highest and best good, is just cleared and it's done. Um, I have smudged, oh, in the last week, probably five or six times. Um, you know, client days, you know, I, I smudge before clients, in between clients. I just, as I'm guided to give a little bit of extra oomph to clear the energies, that's kind of what I'm doing. And if there's something funky going on in your home, in your space, then definitely reach out. Definitely reach out. Uh, I do space clearings for people around the world. I don't have to physically be in the space. I open the Akashic Records of the space. And the Akashic Records are uh, like the library of everything that exists for a home, a person, a relationship, a project. Everything is energy. And we can open the Akashic Records of basically anything because it has an energy, it has a history. It was, you know, there's there's the point of inception, there's the entire journey of whatever that is energetically until it's complete. And so that library of information, absolutely incredible. I always open the records of any space that I'm I'm clearing, and then I will get an understanding as to what's going on, what we need to look at. It could be the land, it could be the property, um, you know, it could be an earthbound spirit, um, it could be other energies. There was a clearing I did a couple of months ago that, wow, I felt like I was in the movie Poltergeist. <laughs> it was, whoo, it was good. It was some, it was some good stuff. Every now and again, spirit will kind of throw me a bit of a curveball. I'm like, ooh, keeping me on my toes. I like it. I like it. I like it. So if there's something that, that isn't shifting for you in your space and you can pick up on it, A, I'd like you to acknowledge, that's cool, I'm picking up on something. There's something more here that I'm aware of. And B, maybe I need a space clearing. Maybe there's a medium in your town that's close to you who does space clearings, who does you know work with energy in that regard. You can have someone come out and do a clearing. And again, I do distance. It's the same energy. Um, you know, there's a, one of my beloved clients. Uh, she had a session with me last week. And I said, you know, what? we need to do some different gridding. So I also do crystal gridding to anchor the energies on the property. And so I said, I need you to go get these crystals. This is how you program them. I need you to put them in place. This is what I need you to do. Let me know when you've got them in place and I'll activate them. And it was like, boom, shakalaka, it was activated. So those are different things that, that I'd like you to be aware of with the energy in your home, your space, your apartment, that we can look at different ways of clearing. Um, you know, there are smudge sprays that you can get. I always travel with, with I always, whenever I'm traveling, I always take a little kit with me. I bring a candle, I bring crystals, <laughs> I bring mala beads, <laughs> I bring... You know, I, whatever I'm guided to bring, it depends on where I'm going. I haven't been traveling for a little while, but I will also bring um, spray smudge. Because, I mean, if you're in a hotel room, you know, you're not going to get the sage out or the Palo Santo because you're probably set off the alarms. And it's just not a good thing, let me tell you. 
Um, so spray smudge is absolutely fantastic. And you can spray yourself, right? You can spray yourself. We're going to do a big, uh, a big sage burning at the end of the seance to clear all the energies so that no one goes home with anything attached to them. So it'll be absolutely fantastic. Something else that I've been asked lately is, you know, how can I really take advantage of, of the, the thinning of the veil? You know, what does that look like for me? What, what can I do to, you know, enhance um, my spiritual gifts or my spiritual journey right, right now? And this was an incredible question. I really love this. This was a couple of weeks ago. And what's really important is when we have transformative energies like this, it's really important to really start to tune in to your gifts and how they work. We have, there are four main gifts, four main ways that spirit connects with us. Clairvoyance is through our inner vision. We may see sparkles of light. We may see orbs, repeating numbers. Um, again, I see spirit, I see them as see-through people. Sometimes I see them as full-bodied, like I'm sitting here in the room with my girlfriend, Sherry. It's that real. That's clairvoyance. Clairaudience is our clear hearing. So my guides have a sense of humor and they like to a swear and b use song titles whenever i'm channeling for someone i'll start hearing a song in my head <laughs> and um i will sometimes i'll wake up and i'll hear shauna i'll hear someone calling my name it's usually one of my loved ones or my spirit guides um that is our clear audience whenever i do space clearings that beautiful light opens up and there's the most incredible incredible celestial music that plays it is so so beautiful. It makes me cry every time. It's, I have, I've found a couple different artists on the planet that, that have a similar harmony or, or just, it's just so beautiful. Pentatonics. Um, what is the one song that they sing? It's Alleluia. Oh, it's so beautiful. There's another one. I, I'm not able to recall it right now, but that's your clear audience. Your clear sentience is your clear feeling. So as I mentioned earlier, sometimes I heat up, sometimes I cool down, sometimes I just get goosies. It's like the hair on the back of my neck stands up or I just, I get all goosebumps on my arms. I'm like, ooh, something just walked by me. That's awesome. Um, you know, when I first started doing readings, I would feel, you know, my heart would start to twinge you know, if, if someone had died from something heart related or, uh, you know, if they had, you know, a, had been hit on the head or had a concussion and that was part of why they died, I would feel that in my head. And so I've, I've tweaked that over the years so I don't feel things to that level anymore. But again, a clear sentience, you know, whenever I'm connecting with my loved ones, I just feel this gush of love flowing through my heart. It's the most beautiful experience ever. It's like pure joy, pure love. That's clairsentience. And then claircognizance. Claircognizance is spirit will just drop it in your head. Like they will answer the question before it's even asked and you don't know where it came from. How did I know that? Where did that come from? And that one is the most fun I find. Everyone wants to see dead people. Yes, that's the title of my, my, my book that's coming out soon. It's I See Dead People and So Can You. Everyone wants to see dead people. But oftentimes people are not acknowledging that they have an incredible gift and capacity with claircognizance or clairsentience or clairaudience. Maybe your gifts work differently than what you'd like them to. 
But in taking advantage of this thin veil right now, I invite you to start to look at what is my main gift? Like, What is the main way that I'm picking up on energy? How do I know that spirit is around me? You can also start connecting with your spirit guides. We all have spirit guides. My favorite guides are my runner guides. They get parking spots for me. <laughs> I love it. Yesterday, uh, where were we going? We went out to get groceries and I pulled into the parking lot and I was like, damn it, I didn't order my parking spot. And I thought, okay, I'm gonna go get, I'm gonna go get gas first. Yo, angels, can you line me up a parking spot before I get back as close to the door as possible? So by the time I got gas and came back, someone was pulling out and there was my parking spot. Yes, we have joy guides. We have guides that are assisting us. I have guides that help me with writing. I have guides I call in that help me with baking. I have guides that call, I called in to help me with my corporate taxes. <laughs> I, I, yes. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I need extra help. Bring it. And so we have all sorts of spirit guides and benevolent energies that are literally waiting in the wings to assist us who specialize in different things. And... Another way that you can really take advantage of the thin veil is by connecting with your higher self. Now your higher self, you know, there are different, there are different, there's different lingo around this. Your higher self, your divine self, your authentic self, your spirit, your soul. It's that all knowing part of you that doesn't have an incarnated personality. It doesn't have limitations, patterns, beliefs. It doesn't have trauma. It doesn't have upset. It doesn't have an ego. And so when you connect into your higher self, I refer to it as, as my authentic self, my authentic divine self, that energy can really cut through any of the chaos that may be around you and kind of get you focused again. Really focus on your end game. Focus on being the best version of you no matter what. Focus on what it is that you're here to create, what it is that you're you're here to experience and, and keep you focused. You know, they always tell me, eye on the ball. Keep your eye on the ball, eye on the ball, eye on the ball. And I refer to it as the end game. What is your end game? You know, if you are looking to create more money in your world, awesome. What are we going to do to create that? You can invite your higher self, your soul, your spirit, your being to assist you with that. Bring, bring me ideas. I always tell the universe, bring me the blueprint I need for launching this program. Bring me the blueprint I need for my taxes. <laughs> bring me the blueprint. And you can invite those energies into your world. And we talked a little bit about this before, uh, but I've had about six people ask me in the last week, um, okay, so what happens when the spirit doesn't cross over? Like, is my loved one in heaven or have they gone to hell? Or where are they? What happened? From my perspective as a medium, I believe that I could very much believe, and this is just my perspective, I could very much believe that hell is here on the planet. The lower dense energies that are not filled with love whatsoever, that are cruel, that are manipulative, that are dark, dark energies, that to me is hell because it, it, it's void of love. And I, as part of my work, I love to bring light to the planet. I love to bring possibilities and I like to bring, you know, all of those different 
benevolent energies that will assist and uplift and, and light people up. I said this years ago when I first started doing Reiki, I wanted to start taking pictures of people before their Reiki session and after. Because 99% of the time after someone has a Reiki session, I can see the light in their eyes. They're all sparkly. So I, I would, I've said it probably 10,000 times. There you are. You're all sparkly again. We just cleared away everything that was maybe dulling that sparkle and just sparkling people up. And if you're not sure what Reiki is, Reiki is um, it's universal energies. And so I am literally connecting into these energies and I'm allowing them to flow through me and out to whomever I'm, I'm working on or assisting. And so those energies come through. We have uh, energy in our energy field. It's, it's, you know, we call it chi, prana, our light force. We have energy. And if that energy is low or depleted, we've been sick, we're tired, we're stressed, we're grieving, having a Reiki session will just top that back up. And it's absolutely fantastic. I had my top up, oh, it was a couple of weeks ago. Every, at least once a month, I will have my own Reiki tune-up and just get a top-up of those energies. I mean, I'm shifting and changing and I'm helping and I'm doing so many different things, myriad of different things. Um, it's so important to take care of our energy. And again, when a spirit doesn't go to the light for whatever reason, they become earthbound. And... From what I have gathered over the years, after connecting with and communicating with thousands and thousands of different earthbound energies, not all of them want to be crossed over, which is fascinating to me. I mean, from my perspective, I think, why would you want to stay here disconnected from all that is and your family and your friends that have already left the physical? Why would you want to stay here? And again, some of them have a job. It's entertaining. It's a job. They like it for whatever reason. They have stayed earthbound. And so I've learned over the years to ask, do you actually want to be crossed over? Yes, I do. And what's so fascinating is when we open up the energy, open up the light, I will ask that their loved ones that have already crossed over left the physical to step forward so they can see them. And they literally run to the light. It's the most beautiful thing ever. Halloween is one of the world's oldest holidays. It is still celebrated today in a number of countries around the globe. In Mexico and other Latin American countries, the Day of the Dead honors deceased loved ones and ancestors. In countries such as Ireland, Canada, and the United States, adults and children alike revel in the popular Halloween holiday which derive from ancient festivals and religious rituals. Traditions include costume parties, trick-or-treating, pranks, and games. That is from history.com. And as I've mentioned earlier, spirit activity is high right now. And it isn't necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> we are more aware of it, and the, thin, the veil is thin. It does... It does help to be a little more diligent and aware of our surroundings. I usually do a big smudge in my house once a week. And I've already smudged the house four times this week. And again, we have the seance coming up on Saturday. So I'll be smudging that day and again that night as we wrap up and clear the energies. And I'll, wrap, I'll do another big smudge to reset the energies and just reset the energy in the house afterward. And 
when I'm more aware of spirit, again, I'm really excited. Whenever I see something new, whenever I experience something different or there's a different twist to something, I get excited. I just, I'm, I'm a lifelong learner and anything to do with spirit, spirit communication just lights me up. And I just wanted to leave you with a few suggestions for the next the next few days as we're getting ready for Halloween. While the veil remains thin, these are just some different ways. You know, perhaps you're experiencing spirit a little bit more. Perhaps you're a little bit more agitated. Maybe there's more going on in your world right now. I noticed for a lot of people, you know, sleep has been disrupted. Uh, my sleep was okay last night, the night before. I was, I slept maybe four hours. And I was up and, and just did my thing. Um, you know, sleep is being interrupted. We are so much more aware of the mass consciousness, what's going on. So it's really important to stay grounded. Staying grounded can be um, one of the most important things that you can do to really stay grounded and focused. Some people like to wear protective jewelry or crystals, black tourmaline, is is wonderful. I use black tourmaline to clear uh, non-contributing energies. You can, I know my girlfriend Sherry makes beautiful jewelry, thevioletpath.com, absolutely incredible jewelry. And she sets the intention with each and every stone that she, she uses and infuses into her work. It's absolutely incredible. You can call in your spirit guides and whatever that looks like for you. Call in angels, your spirit guides, your crossover loved ones. Smudging your home is so important. Smudging doesn't have to be a big drawn out thing. You don't need a shell with a feather. You, you can have it if you want it, but it's really about your intention. Sometimes I'm guided to use a specific incense uh, the space will will tell you. My house will tell me. No, I, I'd like the angel the angel incense. Okay, I want Palo Santo. Okay, I would like patchouli. Excellent. <laughs> so, if you start to ask more questions about your space, you know what does my space require? You will get an answer. I love 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 essential oil diffusers. Oh my goodness! I have a slight addiction to sage here in Calgary. Uh, their stress release is absolutely incredible. I recommend it for everyone. Uh, their scent will actually rebalance our central nervous system the quickest. Scent. So anytime my house, you know, we've got lots of stuff going on and, you know, maybe the stress is through the roof and, you know, different things are happening, I will put the diffuser on in the kitchen and I will just leave it going all day. It'll fill the entire house and it just instantly calms everyone's energy and just, oh, so I highly, highly recommend it. You can place crystal grids in your home, different stones around your house. Raising the vibration of your house is so important. Again, when I do space clearings, I do crystal grids and those anchor the light, they anchor the energies. Be very cautious. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll change that. Be very aware of the energy you surround yourself with. If you are around, you know, negative Nancy, you know, the first five minutes that you, you interact with her, she's dumping all of her stuff. 
Mm, you know, and there's a difference. There's a difference between holding space for someone that we care for and allowing them to share. And then just people that just want to talk about negativity and, and lower vibrating things. And they want to judge and criticize and, and gossip about other people. I'm, I'm not interested. I'm absolutely not interested. It's just, it's just not my thing. It's not, it's not looking for possibilities. It's not looking for what else is possible in your world. And a lot of people want to stay with their story. They stay stuck with their story. I have a background in psychology, and this is something that we studied years ago, that people will stay with their story. I've done it. Everyone's done it. And there's always value to why we stick with the story. And once we start to unravel that, it's absolutely fantastic. So I am a story shaker upper. <laughs> I love to understand, you know, sort of figure out why, what the story is that someone's hanging on to. And then how do we shift it? Why is it there? Why is it still stuck? Why is it in place? And not a lot of people like that. The people oftentimes get angry with me because they don't want to let go of the story. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to let go of it. Setting strict boundaries on your time and your energy. And I know that with the people that I love in my world, if any of them need anything from me, I drop what I'm doing and I'm there. What do you need? What can I do? Do you need me to come over? Do you need me to pick something up? Do you need me to just listen? Would you like feedback from me? What do you need from me? And I always say to my girlfriends, you know, thank you for holding space. Thank you for letting me just share and be vulnerable and be seen and just be who I am. And it's very important to... Oh, I love this. It's from Brene Brown. She said, make sure that you're sharing your story only with people who have earned the right to hear it. Because if we share our story, our, our inner world, our vulnerable, our soft spots with the wrong people, we will feel shame. We will feel angry. We could feel resentful. It can make us feel silly, judged because they don't have the capacity to hear it. And they actually haven't earned the right to hear it, which is so important. So it's very important to set boundaries. Who are you spending time with? Who and what are you marinating in energetically? Because that's going to impact you. And my last suggestion is if things are not shifting and you're looking for clarity, guidance, just that sense that everything is okay. Sometimes we need that bird's eye view because we are wrapped up in our stuff and we can't quite see all of the moving pieces. And that's when we reach out to someone, a mentor, a coach, book a reading, go have a healing, have some body talk, do a sound bath. There are so many different options to really assist with shifting and, and supporting as we are working through all of these different energies that are presenting. So there you have it. It's all about Halloween this week in my house. <laughs> Everything Halloween. <laughs> I send you mountains of love and I always love the feedback and the messages 
Uh, I absolutely love love hearing from everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I absolutely love it. Um, the podcast is also on iTunes, if that's easier for you to listen in. It's on iTunes, and if there's something that you have gathered uh, from any of the sessions, any of the uh, podcasts that you've listened to, I so appreciate that you share it with your friends and family, anyone that you think may benefit. If you have any questions, you can reach out. You can visit the website, www.livealifeyoulove.org. I send you mountains of love, and I will chat with you probably on Saturday. I think Saturday we'll do an early, we'll do the podcast next Saturday because Saturday is the big day. Mountains of love. I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.